1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Breda is from BOC Image Consulting. Breda, when is a 12 not a 12? When it's another 12, it should be a 12. Good morning.
0: Good morning, how are you? This is a constant... Yeah, problem. I know. It is a constant problem and I see it literally on the daily with my clients. Um, and the thing is, there's just so many different layers to the issue. And I suppose it's to kind of become aware of that, that it's not more times than often, it's not you, it's the industry. Mm-hmm. And to become aware of the different elements at play and empower yourself with that knowledge when you are actually going shopping.
1: Now, there's an amount of it in men's clothes too, which means I only ever buy jeans from the same outlet because I know their their cuts will fit me. It, but it's much more so in, in women's clothes. What I can never understand is, like, if you take up a ruler, a ruler is a foot long. Mm-hmm. A foot is a foot yeah a yard is a yard, yeah. a metre is a metre, <laughs> so whatever a 12 is supposed to be I don't know what a 12 is supposed to be but surely a 12 is a 12 is a 12 is a 12 is a 12
0: You'd isn't. think so, and like, when you say there's, there's issues in men's sizes it's, it's actually even more exasperated completely when it comes to women's clothing because the thing is, I suppose, um, generally the kind of proportions of a men's body are more or less, you know, standard like a, there's yes. difference in the weights and sizes but the actual proportions of the body are more or less standard whereas Correct. with a, a woman's body it's completely different so what might fit let's take a size small for example that might fit one lady on her waist but it might not fit over her hips or she might have to size up to accommodate a larger bust size yeah. so it's completely a minefield even more so with women's bodies and i suppose standardized sizing doesn't really exist across the industry there is actually no industry standard yeah. um and Clothing sizes, as we now know them, were based on the first sizing charts, which kind of happened back to the 1940s and went through the 50s and 60s at a time, I suppose, um, around World War II when women were in the workforce and they needed clothing. And the clothing today sometimes is still based on that. And women's bodies have changed so much in yeah. those decades. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a whole lot, lot of other elements at play now where the large clothing brands in the high street that we would buy from, they're sourcing their clothes from different countries, and all of these different countries have different sizing charts, and international sti- sizing is different to European, yeah. to US sizing, but, but, um, but and it, it just it all, com- it all
1: comes back to my question, Breed, like a foot in Ireland <laughs> and a foot in Missouri, or a foot in Shanghai, or a foot in Botswana, they're all the same, but when you they're say all 12, same. like 12 watt, that's the thing, like, like it's 12 watt, it's 10 watt, how do they figure it out? Exactly.
0: And it is, and it's like back in the day, clothing sizes started when they first came out, they started at an eight, whereas now in the US, it starts at a zero, which then is actually a four in European sizes. Like so there's two sizes. Even, of how is that so, even
1: allowed? Like, no. How not, is it
0: even allowed? It's not regulated. Um, and the thing is, as well, the brands now, what came into play on top of everything else that was already confusing, what came into play around the 80s was vanity sizing, where brands would artificially. Um, You know, reduce the sizes to make it more appealing because I suppose women lots of times are ruled by numbers, be it on a scale or on a label. And, Mm. you know, as much as we like to think differently and as much as we try not to fall into the trap, you know, you do get that little pep in your step if you think you're a size smaller. And brands are aware of that. And brands will structure their sizing around their target audience and the person that they assume their customer to be, the age profile, the demographic a lot more than a foot long, as you say, or a meter long. That's kind of not the basis of it at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is It is a big issue and um, it causes a lot of problems. You know, it's very frustrating um, yeah. at the most basic level, but, you know, it goes a hell of a lot deeper than that when it starts to affect
1: it, someone's esteem and, and, and uh, become
0: deflated.
1: I've, I've spoken to people, i spoke to one <coughs> young woman um, and she said, like, she... She was recovering from an eating disorder and doing very well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Until she yeah. went to buy a pair of jeans, and she thought yeah. she was a ten, and in this particular yeah. shop, she was bet into a fourteen. Yeah, and she yeah. said it very nearly caused a relapse.
0: And absolutely, and it does. And these things trigger, and these numbers, and you know, we take our clues of our worth, and we affirm ourselves based on what's accepted to be normal and what the standard is out there, and. Yeah, this this is what happens. And there's actually, um, there's a company in the US um, and they, what they do is they provide a service to help women to find uh, sizes that actually fit true to size. And they did a study where they took 10,000 pairs of jeans within the same size. And they found that there was a discrepancy of up to five inches between jeans that were all marked as being a size 10. Um, and like they also found that the average woman is actually between a range of three sizes. And I find that with my own clients that, you know, very few women are actually one size. There'll be a different size top and bottom. And they will certainly be a different size shop to shop and brand to brand. Yeah,
1: yeah. The other thing too is in 12s and 14s and 10s carried their own problem. But I'm sorry, Breda, what pervert came up with the idea of S, M, L and XL with no numbers on them?
0: I know this is what they call... Um, the ad hoc sizing so basically this is just makes it easier i suppose for the manufacturer and you know capitalism and it makes it a hell of a lot easier to make sm and l or even x s, s M, l, and xl let's say that's five sizes as opposed to the whole range of sizing um i suppose in one way they might say that it makes it a bit more inclusive makes it easier but again that's throwing a whole lot more of into the mix of confusion and what is an M. And then again, as I said, I mentioned vanity sizing. So very often what's actually an S can be labeled as an M and then there's a knock-on effect and sizes are going up and up and up. And if someone is a size 12 and they're fitting into an S, well then what's the person who's a size 6 or 8 fit into? So it just makes no sense. And there isn't an answer to it, unfortunately. I think you just have to become very aware of what brands work for you. Um, And focus more on what works for your shape, as opposed to the number on the label and the size, um, what works for your own proportions and zone into the fabric and the different cuts of clothing and the different hemlines and waistbands that work for your body and your shape and get to know what works for you and what brands serve you best, as opposed to getting hung up on the size.
1: And it's easy for someone to say, look, it's only a number. You're not going to look at it and no one is going to come up behind you and examine the number but it's that's, right. that's oversimplification too isn't it
0: it is i mean and you know in in your rational mind and in your educated mind and even having this knowledge that i'm talking about today that there is no standard you know it is based on branding it is based on marketing even knowing all that something niggles sometimes and you do you know you can get very pulled in by the numbers so i suppose realizing and saying it out loud and hearing someone like me say it isn't you and it isn't that you've got the covid pounds or you've suddenly your body's completely changed after having a baby you know it is that you have to bear in mind all these things different sizing charts no standard vanity sizing branding marketing all of these things um and to realize that that is the truth it's not a lie it's not you oh you're not making yourself feel a bit better about yourself by thinking that that's actually just the reality of the situation
1: yeah Yeah, it's an unfortunate problem but it's not going to go anywhere because the industry i like the industry clearly doesn't care
0: they realize it's a problem. I mean, it's no secret that there's an issue, but again, like that. And then you see with the way we shop now, so different and online shopping and you mm-hmm. have these Asian brands coming through <laughs> with low cost clothing and there's a whole other size set of sizes. Yeah. And there's actually a statistic that 40% of all online returns are due to sizing issues. So it is a prevalent issue. Um, it is not going away, unfortunately, in the near future. The only way I think that you can find a solution and work around it, as I say, is to go into the shops, try on the clothes, dress for your shape and what fits good on you and makes you feel good. You'll know when you look in the mirror what makes you feel good and try to close your mind a little bit to the sizing and the marketing, what's been kind of shoved on our throats and just focus on what looks good to you and what feels good to you when you look in the mirror.
1: All right. Justin Breida, thank you very much. That's Breida O'Connell from BOC Image Consulting.